0: Hello, Janesville, and welcome to the Park Place Podcast, a monthly program that aims to keep residents informed by highlighting the people, places, and partners of the city of Janesville in an audio format. This program is brought to you by the city of Janesville and JATV Media Services. I'm your host, Nick Faust, and I'm the communications specialist in the city manager's office. A video version of this podcast is available in the form of the March episode of the Park Place Views program. In last month's episode, we welcomed Dave Botts, the city's utility director. With winter and the cold weather back in town, it was perfect to have director bots on the program to learn more about how the city's water and wastewater utilities work to keep our faucets running and our toilets flushing. If you're interested in viewing that episode or any past episode of Park Place Views, they're all available to watch on the city's website or JATV's YouTube channel. Today I'm looking forward to being joined by Christine Rebout, Executive Director of the Janesville Area Convention and Visitors Bureau, or JACVB short. Wisconsin's Park Place certainly has no shortage of exciting places, programs, and events for residents and visitors alike. So it's wonderful to have Director Rebout on the show today to discuss JACVB's role in making it all happen. But first, a little bit more about Director Rebout. Christine has been Executive Director of the Janesville Area Convention and Visitors Bureau for 22 years. She's a native to Rock County and holds a bachelor's degree in communications from the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Before beginning her career with JACBB, Christine worked for seven years as a producer and director with a cable company. And while her community leadership roles number far too many to list fully, uh, some highlights include board chair of Destinations Wisconsin from 2019 to 2020, 16 years on the board of directors at the Upper Midwest Convention and Visitors Bureau, and four years of service on the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater's General Management Advisory Board. In 2019, Christine received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Upper Midwest Convention and Visitor Bureau, adding to a long list of professional accolades that include the 2013 YWCA Woman of Distinction Honor and the 2011 Tourism Trailblazer Award from the Wisconsin Association of Convention and Visitors Bureau. Thanks for joining us today, Christine.
1: My pleasure.
0: Awesome. Well, before we get started, uh, I thought I'd maybe give you a chance to tell the community a little more about yourself.
1: Absolutely. Um, You've covered my professional skills very well, so thank you. On a personal level, my husband and I um, are part of a family farm operation. So we farm west of Janesville. We have about 4,000 acres of corn, soybeans, wheat, and about 500 head of cattle, beef cattle, and some young stock we raise for the neighbors. Um, And we have our daughter, Natalia. We adopted from Ukraine as an infant. She is a senior at Parker High School now. And uh, we just brought in a one-year-old yellow lab to the family, Jake. So you may see me out in the community trying to wrestle Jake and teach him good community manners.
0: Yes, a, a great addition uh, to the family, no doubt. Well, Christine, I think before we we get started, it might be an excellent chance to maybe refresh the community on JCVB and, and your role. Uh, the organization is is closely tied to the city um, and a great community partner, but. Folks at home may not realize that the Bureau is actually independent of the city. Uh, could you give us maybe an organizational overview?
1: Absolutely. The Convention of Visitor Bureau is actually a 501c6 nonprofit corporation. So we're a separate entity from the city of Janesville or from the Chamber Forward Janesville. We're really our own organization with yeah. our own board of directors and structure. And then again, we're funded by hotel room tax and have a contract with the city of Janesville. Mm-hmm. So we have a contractual relationship. We work strongly with our partners, but we are an independent organization.
0: Yeah, and, and, and making up that, that organization, uh, you have staff members. Um, what, are, what are the different roles that your staff members serve?
1: Absolutely. Um, you kind of covered my areas pretty strongly, but we also have our director of sales, Lori Johnson. She goes out and works to bring larger groups of people in, so meeting and conference events, bus tours, and sporting events. We have Susan Melton, our marketing director. So she covers um, the marketing aspects of the organization, everything from online marketing, print, broadcast, developing campaigns. Mm -hmm. Um, Sandy Walton is our office manager. She is the data management workhorse behind everything that happens and an extraordinary proofreader and just um, makes sure everything behind the scenes runs smoothly. Ashley McCallum is our social media director. She manages social media for all of those areas for Janesville and our contracted partners in Milton and Edgerton. And we do have a seasonal part-time position and two intern positions. Wow, wow.
0: It's certainly a lean organization, but an efficient and effective one. Lots to get done and... Thinking about maybe Lori's role a little more uh, as director of meetings and group sales, uh, she's kind of that that point person that helps welcome folks to Janesville, helps bring meetings and groups. Uh, How does she identify and and target those prospective visitors?
1: Yeah, a lot of people um, may think that we just, you know, kind of hope the phone rings. And we're much more strategic in that and really, um, you know, thoughtful in that process. Uh, We belong to a lot of trade associations. There is, for example, the Wisconsin Association of Society Executives. So she'll Mm -hmm. attend those meetings, meeting with um, uh, people who run societies and organizations. We're part of Meeting Planner's International Wisconsin chapter. She also attends quite a few trade shows. And these are not trade shows where you sit at a booth and hope somebody stops by. These are a lot more like speed dating, is how I like to explain it. They take that meeting planner and what they're looking for, and they take what we have to offer and they pair them all up. And she'll do 20 one-on-one appointments where she'll have five-minute appointments, roll through what we have to offer, create a great relationship, and then cover all those appointments. She'll do four to six trade shows like that in a year. She's on the road a lot. I say as a sales director, we want you outselling the community. And then she also does a lot of just networking. So she'll call on local businesses and say, you know, what groups are you a part of? How can we help bring those meetings to the area?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's, well, as you described, that's an active process. That's... Yes. Certainly not hoping the phone rings. Mm -hmm. It's getting out there, networking, and building relationships. And I understand uh, JCVB is also undertaking a Bring Meetings Home campaign. Uh, What do those efforts entail, and and how can residents and and businesses at home play a role in that?
1: Yeah, this is a great opportunity to create that pride for our community. Janesville has so many wonderful things happening and so many great locations for meetings that vary from Holiday Inn Express, which is a very traditional site to Rotary Botanical Gardens or the Carriage Vine at the Historical Society. So really, that idea of bringing your meetings home is thinking about what clubs and organizations you might be part of. Mm -hmm. So it might be everything from your work association, whether it's the city um, planners association, um, municipal groups, um, your churches group. I've done work with the Lutheran Women's Missionary League that I'm a part of. It might be your knitting club. It's whatever you're involved in. I'm sure you will go to a meeting. So instead of traveling outside the community and spending your money somewhere else, bring that meeting here. And it's so easy to do. You call our office, and we really take it from there. You don't have to call all the venues yourself. We send that lead out. We do the work for you. We just want you to help connect us to those meetings and associations you're a part of.
0: Right, right. So really, it's, it's as simple as it's thinking of that connection, giving you folks Folks are ring and letting your staff run with it and, exactly. and see how you can have your your meeting in this in this community and stay home well that's that's a wonderful campaign and thinking about then how you promote our community we touched on it a little bit but the marketing and director or the marketing director sue uh, she oversees aspects of advertising branding and marketing Janesville is really that destination what kind of strategies does she utilize
1: Yeah, we really um, like to design things in the form of campaigns, specific campaigns. So we might have something that is targeted towards meeting planners. We have a return to meetings campaign because so many corporate businesses have been not doing meetings that we have a specific campaign designed to bring them back. So when we create those campaigns, whether it's meeting planners or it's people enjoying our great outdoor attractions, once we create that, that focus group we're looking for, and we'll look at the demographics of who we're targeting. First thing is what's our target market? What are they like? How do they get their information? Is it online? Is it in print? We'll develop the messaging that we want to tell them. We want to say, bring your meetings home or um, come enjoy our parks and trails. We'll also create that call to action, um, that exactly what we want them to do. Come here, quite honestly, spend money. Yes. um, Enjoy what they have and you know tell their friends about it. So we'll first create that target market call to action. Then we kind of build that campaign out. So it may be Print advertising in um, Midwest meetings or AAA living. Mm-hmm. It might be online advertising on a website. It may be a direct mail campaign. It may be billboards. It may be social media, geofencing. It really depends on what that target market is. So she'll then create, execute those campaigns, do the ad buys, and create that ad copy. So it's a it's a huge job, and she does a phenomenal job in really targeting who we're talking to and what message they need.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is a, a, a kind of a mon, monumental task and, and strategic at every step as as to how we bring folks in and, and get them to visit, enjoy, and, and spend that money and, and benefit the community. And I thinking about strategy, it's, it's 2022, and so much of marketing in general, and specifically destination marketing, is done online now, social media, travel blogs digital advertising, how does JCBB approach the virtual medium, and, and how do you use staff to capture those clicks and get folks looking at Janesville?
1: Yeah, we've really grown so much in the 20-plus years that I've been here that's changed so drastically, and one of those steps is really bringing Ashley McCallum in as our social media director, so she really is watching and paying attention to the nuances and the interactions that happen online. The great thing about digital advertising, whether it be Facebook or Google AdWords, is that you know so much about who's looking at them. You know their age, their demographic, what their interests are, and you can target them. So that's really important to target the people and look at the results that are coming back. Something really interesting we're doing this year for the first time is using a company called Arrivalist. And this will allow us to know that if someone looked at our ad on their phone or on their computer if they actually arrive here and come to the destination. Wow. It's a little bit scary from a personal level, but on my cell phone they're going to be able to track where I have been and what I've done, but from a marketing level it's great because we know our ad dollars are working. If we, for instance, we've just started to advertise in the Dubuque, Iowa market, if we Mm -hmm. suddenly start seeing a lot of people from Dubuque, we know that was successful and it's working. If we don't, we know, well, that market might not be for us. We're going to shift to Lake Geneva or another area. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know... It's scary in the big brother sense that someone is watching you, but as a marketer, it really allows us to target and know our customers and interact with them better.
0: Yeah, a, a whole new level of, of that data that's so crucial in in spending that limited marketing fund, you know. You can identify what's working and what's not and really maximize it for the bureau. So that's that's wonderful to yeah, hear. Yeah, we
1: can prove that that money is working for yes,
0: us. Yes, yeah. Awesome. And One thing um, that I think I'd like to mention is when we think about online and stuff, it's the age of the influencer. And, you know, we all know, go on YouTube, go on Facebook, we'll we'll see influencers with tremendous power in in marketing products and places. Uh, It's great to hear that JCBB is looking towards that and, and actually using and meeting with some of those bloggers and influencers to promote our community. Could you give us some insights into how you folks do that?
1: Absolutely. And again, that's very strategic, too. Um, It's nice when they happen upon us, but we also really try to be strategic in reaching the right influencers. And there's actually some trade shows very similar um, to what our sales director does that Susan Melton, our marketing director, does. She attends the Women in Travel Mm -hmm. um, conference, and then um, Travel Media Showcase was another one we had done in previous years. So she'll go and have those appointments with travel writers and bloggers to find who's the right fit for us and what we want to do. So. We might, in one year, want to work with someone who's family-oriented, who brings their kids along with them. We've done girlfriend getaways. We've done couples' activities, um, people who love the outdoors. So we'll make sure that we have that broad spectrum of, and people who fit. We don't want to mm-hmm. bring a writer in who's not going to have the experience they want. So once we identify that writer, um, you know, there's a cost to it, too. We pay to bring them in. We pay for their overnight lodging, all the things that they do. But we create an itinerary for them. Yeah. So we're going to say, you're going to have breakfast at the bodega shops, you're going to go to Rotary Gardens, and then you're going to go walk the trail. Uh, and then you're going to have lunch at you know another location, and here's what you're going to do in the evening. You're going to hit a Jets game. When they come, they're posting on social media the entire time they're here. They're writing articles, and they usually will repost for us for anywhere from 18 months to two years and rerun those posts so we get continued buy-in. We know they work because we see extra hits to our website. We see hits to our social media when those are posted
0: yeah yeah using those those writers those folks and their influence to reach different segments and and thinking about that that's incredibly important nowadays and great to hear that you folks are forward uh, in thinking about that and just maybe returning organizationally uh, jcvb as you mentioned is an independent nonprofit, and as such oversight of that organization comes from a board of directors and all things considered, I'm on the board. Uh, what what role do we play in, in overseeing JCVB, and how do you work with the board to, to make everything come together?
1: Yeah, I think, um, again, I have a phenomenal board. I don't just say that because you. you're here in the room. <laughs> I have great more members who represent the tourism community and the community at large, and that's so important to what we do because they provide that strategic oversight. Mm-hmm. They are actually the ones running tourism businesses and seeing what happens day to day, and they provide that step back and that insight Our board is made up of representation from the hoteliers, Mm -hmm. from um, our attractions, places like Rotary Gardens, the Historical Society, the Performing Arts Center. We have community at large members. We have restaurants represented. We do have a city of Janesville representative, a forward Janesville representative. So we have that broad area of tourism covered. And again, they do a great job of strategy. We just finished um, our strategic planning session. We did stakeholder interviews with about um, 30 members of the community. And from that, we create that strategic plan. And the board's job is is not one of micromanagement or deciding if an ad is blue or red in color. It's about thinking globally about is the organization hitting the mission. And literally in the room that we meet in um, and have our board meetings in, the mission is on the side of the wall. So if we're ever struggling, we just look to the left or the right and say, are we mission-centric?
0: Yes, orient to that mission. And as you said, getting all those perspectives, all those key partners in the room is a... Tremendous opportunity, I can attest to, to to really come up with that big-picture strategy. And I think with all the different hats that JCBB wears in in promoting and facilitating Janesville as a destination, we could return maybe to how does the organization secure the funding? You mentioned room tax, uh, and and what what does that do for efforts for the Bureau?
1: Absolutely. Um, About 95% of our funding is from hotel room tax. Um, And the formula that we use is similar to every other um, visitors bureau or um, destination marketing organization in the state and really the country um, in that communities that charge a hotel room tax in Janesville, it's 8%. State law requires that a portion of that go to a destination marketing organization Mm -hmm. to use for tourism promotion. The idea is that you're spending that hotel room tax to create more hotel stays and help that tourism economy keep going. So we're funded by that hotel room tax, um, and that's why we have representation from hoteliers on our boards. We make sure they feel those funds are being used well. And it's also good to note that that's not being paid by Janesville residents. That's being paid by people who come and stay in Janesville hotels. And again, very common. Our room tax is the same as what you would find in other communities near us. So it's not unusual or unique. Um, some of the other smaller sources of funding for us um, is some cooperative advertising. You can advertise in our visitor guide. We do sell a little bit of merchandise um, yes. in our office. So we have some other funding sources. But we really, again, being mission-centric, it's tourism-based, and that funding is coming from those hotel properties.
0: Yeah, and, and an important thing for the community can, to consider, because your your success translates directly into your, your funding. Uh, and so it's not like property tax or any other fee that what might be charged and you just do whatever with it's those heads and beds that that create the funding for your organization so
1: we create our own destiny therefore if we do a great job it fuels the engine that gives us more funds to keep doing a great job
0: right right and that's awesome and you'd mentioned your office and and for folks who might not know jacbb is quite literally in in the heart of the city here with an office right down on main street Uh, what kind of services can residents and visitors find and maybe what kind of swag can they even pick up when they visit Yeah,
1: Absolutely. We are right along Main Street. We're within Old Town Mall and we're right on the Main Street side. So if you enter the Old Town Mall entrance, we're just the first suite on the left, suite number 11. We have a large area. We've um, moved to the front of Old Town Mall from a previous location. So we have the opportunity to have visitor guides from all over the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. All of our Janesville information, um, everything from visitor guides, restaurant guides, maps, all of those great locations. We also have some great swag. Um, we've got T shirts, we have notebooks, postcards, um, cooler bags, all kinds of Janesville branded things. So, if you're looking for a gift um, or anything like that, you can stop in our office and find those unique items. During the holidays, we had our cooler bags filled with Janesville products like Gray's Brewing Root Beer, and um, Blue Corn Chips, and Bodacious Olive Oil. So, you can get some great gift ideas there. And really, just consulting. If you um, have someone from out of town and you want to plan what to do with them, Mm -hmm. the best thing about our office is the people within it. Yes. Sandy's going to greet you and say, how much time do you have? What do you love to do? She's going to create that itinerary for you. If Aunt Betty's coming to town and you don't want her you know, in right. your living room all <laughs> afternoon, come and see us. We'll help you with Aunt Betty.
0: Help get Aunt Betty out and around town. Exactly. And I can, again, attest to the, the friendliness of your staff. And they're always willing to work with anybody and, any, or anybody and everybody who stops in, maybe looking for some ideas. Uh, so that's awesome. And, and you mentioned it a bit. Uh, but I thought I'd really highlight a couple new tremendous community resources, the new Art Trail and City Street maps uh, that you folks have made. What, what, where can people, uh, what can people find in those?
1: Yeah, our new Art Trail map um, is a great addition. Um, as we started to add murals to the downtown, we realized we have such a great influx of public art locations that it, we really do need that trail and that map. So it's going to show you all the sculpture, all of the murals, all of the galleries, any place that you can go see that public art. So that's now available in our offices and throughout much of the downtown. We also just finished, and this was a labor of love, and I know you yes. were helping me with it, <laughs> is our Janesville street map. And this is great because we've been without it really a street map for Janesville for several years. Right. And there was just kind of that gap in service. And we said, you know, after the first 20 people came in our office, we said this needs to get accomplished. So if you need an updated street map, come in our office. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Um, most Saturdays from 8 to noon, Sandy is there, and you can pick up that street map.
0: Yeah, yeah an awesome resource. And as I get turned around uh, in the community, something I will rely on. So wonderful to hear that that process is done and folks can pick those up. And I think, no, it's been very positive so far, Christine, but forgive me, I have to mention the coronavirus. And, and we know that the tourism industry was hit especially hard beginning in March of 2020. Uh, How has JACVB and its partners really weathered those impacts now two years on in that recovery?
1: Yeah, it was, again, in my time with the Bureau, it was something we'd never experienced and really put us all in a different frame of mind. And we immediately shifted to thinking about local businesses and the value they add. Um, And that allowed us to weather the storm very well because our local businesses suddenly had residents not leaving town Mm -hmm. instead of going, you know, to another community instead of going to chicago to do your shopping you suddenly were shopping locally and that really helped when we looked at our statistics um, our real real data sets for the year we found that um, for leisure travelers we've almost recovered to the points we were at prior to um, the pandemic because a lot yeah, of people yeah. from illinois aren't going as far they're not hopping on that plane and going to florida they're going to yeah. come here into wisconsin we found for meeting and conferences though we were only at about 50 percent of where we were pre-covid because that corporate traveler is still a little hesitant to travel. For sports, we've had almost a full recovery as far as the number of tournaments we're able to host here and bring in. Um, And we found for group travel, that's almost pulling ahead of where we were. And I know my mom is someone who travels by bus. Mm -hmm. Um, She's alone and loves to travel, and that's what she does. And they're very eager. That demographic is eager and ready to get out.
0: Ready to get back out. That's that's great to hear, and great to hear that you thought of local businesses and and how you could really support them in, in that time. and. I think another neat area of support that JACBB offers, especially as we think about rebounding uh, from the pandemic, is a tourism grant program uh, for community groups here in town that are hosting events that bring folks to Janesville. Could you tell us maybe a little more about that?
1: Absolutely. We've got a fund of $40,000 that um, we give away annually to help meetings, um, groups, anybody who's bringing something into town, special events, um, market that to outside of Rock County. You can't use it to market locally because then, again, our mission is to bring people from outside the area. So our first application deadline is April 1st, um, and you can get the applications from us. And it really is designed, if you've always wanted to, place billboards along the interstate coming into Janesville for your event. um, It's designed to help with those costs. If you'd like to do geofencing or something really sophisticated in your marketing, we can help you with that. And quite often organizations won't know what they need for a marketing plan. You can come to us and say, we need help marketing and some funding to do that and we'll even create the plan for you so don't worry about i don't know what i need to do to grow my event Mm -hmm. we'll help you with that part too
0: yeah and you you discussed a bit there the the requirements for advertising outside of rock county but are there any other kind of interesting requirements that groups may be interested in applying should should know
1: Um, Again, you'll want to market outside of Rock County. It can't be used for operational expenses, salaries. It really needs to be used for marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the event should be designed to attract out-of-town guests. If it is a a luncheon that your church does that's very local, that wouldn't necessarily apply. We want events that are going to bring people from outside the area or, again, marketing promotions that are bringing people into the community.
0: Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Great program. Encourage interested groups to to check that out and maybe use uh, the fantastic website that JACBB has and thinking about that as a community asset. I rely on it quite frequently to know about community happenings and and, tremendous calendar, Uh, but it also has excellent information about shopping local, dining local. What can folks really find on your website?
1: Yeah, we really do have a, works, a house, horse of a website, and that credit goes to Sandy Wall, and she manages all that data on the back end. But if you're looking for dining, we've got all 125 Janesville restaurants within oh. that website, each have their own page, a link to their menu, um, a link to all that information. Um, it's got all of our you know, hotel properties. If you're looking for a place for Aunt Betty because you don't want her yes. in your living room, you can find her space there if someone's looking for a pool or amenities. It's also got all of our local retailers, so if you want to shop local, you can find that information. Again, they get their own page. You can find all of the trail and park information um, there. You can find um, breweries and wineries there. So whatever you're looking to do, attractions, over 5,000 events in the back end of the events calendar, whatever you need it's there on that website.
0: Yeah, a, a true workhorse of a website and really a great one-stop shop for folks to check out. And At the end of the day, then, when when we think about the mission. We, we all want more visitors coming to Janesville, experiencing what our community has to offer. And so one thing I thought I might ask is, how does the Bureau measure success in that goal, and, and how do you see the impacts of your efforts?
1: Yeah, we really look to data sets that are very concrete, um, and, and I love data, and, and looking at that and how we can explore that. Um, one easy one is obviously hotel occupancy. We know if people are coming to stay, if more people are coming to stay, that occupancy is going to raise. It's also the addition of new attractions and hotel properties. We do have a new hotel property opening out by town, Place Suites in the Hilton True property, and that's breaking ground um, this spring, we hope. So that tells us there's a demand and that what we're doing is succeeding. We also um, do a very close study of every group that we bring into town. So every meeting group... Um, Bus tour that comes in, large scale event that we work with, that we touch, we do an economic impact study of them and look at how many people stayed overnight versus came for the day. We know that last year, despite the pandemic recovery, we saw $10 million of economic impact. Mm. So we know that those people were shopping and dining and being in the community. We track that every year. We're excited to see that. Was coming back up. It's not where we were pre pandemic. We were closer to 14, you know, pre pandemic, but still saw 10 million of economic impact in the community. That's awesome. It's
0: great to see those tangible impacts uh, reflected in data, and that really helps illustrate the importance of destination marketing and what JACVB does. Uh, And I think, Christine, we're about out of time, but I thought maybe just to close with a final big picture question. Uh, You do such a great job of it, but I thought I'd ask, what do you find makes Janesville such a unique destination uh, for visitors, and, and what does our community really truly offer?
1: Yeah, I think when I think about what my family does, what my daughter and I like to go out and do on a weekend, our strengths really are that that Wisconsin's great outside in our brand.
0: Mm-hmm. Parks and
1: trails are always there. We you know whatever else is going on, we can go out and enjoy those parks. We are we've hit every swing in the city of Janesville yes. at one point or another, um, and then our arts and culture. The addition of the murals, which you can any age or demographic can see that public art performing arts center will always there catching a show chainsville jets just really the ability to get integrated in the community and do things with other people in a way that's very connected
0: yeah it's all accessible and and it's all open and, and ready for folks visitors and residents alike and that's great so christine i think if folks maybe have additional questions or some topics we didn't get to today uh how can they go about contacting you
1: Absolutely. Um, Calling our office is the easiest, quickest way. 608-757-3171. Our website at Mm -hmm. janesvillecbb.com. 24-7, 2 in the morning, whatever you need. And uh, my email is director at janesvillecbb.com. And I'm happy to to, to hear people's ideas, thoughts, um, and get information to them.
0: Great. Well, thanks, Christine. I I appreciate you taking the time to to stop by the program, uh, but more so uh, thanks to you and your team, uh, really, for the amazing work you do uh, to promote our community. I'm sure people can really appreciate all the excitement and energy happening in Janesville, all the new visitors, events, and businesses uh, coming to town. And it's really through the efforts of JACBB that that de- destination momentum builds and sustains itself. So thank you. Our pleasure. And I want to thank you. Our viewers and residents for tuning in today and for all you do to help make Janesville a community of choice to realize life's opportunities. Now, as you may remember, the Park Place Inquirer segment is an opportunity for community members like yourself to submit questions for city staff to answer right here on the program. This month's question comes from Jonah N., who asks, with, re- with redistricting, how can residents find out where to vote? And that's certainly a timely question, Jonah. Tuesday, April 5th, is the spring election here in Janesville, and with several local races of interest, including a city council election, it's important to know where to go for voting and how to answer your election questions. Residents can view voter information, registration, check for their polling places, and request an absentee ballot, all online, 24 hours a day, at myvote.wi.gov. Residents may also call the City Clerk Treasurer's Office at 608 755 3030 or visit them in person on the second floor of City Hall for any election-related questions. City staff will be happy to answer anything about the wins, where's, and whys, and help you exercise your right to vote. Now, if you're like Jonah and have an inquiry you would like answered right here on this program, please submit it to us by emailing cojmedia at ci.janesville.wi.us. While your question may not be the one featured in the next episode, City staff will be happy to answer it for you. I also invite you to stay connected with the city by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, connecting with us on LinkedIn, signing up for emergency notifications from the JPD via the Nixle app, and signing up to receive our weekly city press releases by visiting www.janesvillewi.gov forward slash email list. I also want to encourage you to tune in to the program next month when I sit down with City Parks Director Colin Slaypak. As we welcome spring hopefully back to Janesville, it'll be great to sit down with Director Slaypack and talk about his division's work to help put the park in Wisconsin's Park Place. For the Park Place podcast in the city of Janesville, I'm Nick Faust. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you again next month.